Hey everyone. Thank you for taking the time to join in with Uncommon Women Podcast, a dope podcast to bring light to reality from real life people sharing real life stories with a host of women having real life talk, the good and the bad with no judgment. Uncommon Women's Loyalty is here to support those that need a safe space to speak their truth and rawness to the world. Tune in, relax, take notes, and let's vibe. Here are your hosts, Uncommon Women. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Uncommon Women. My name is Shanira, and we are kicking off season seven. I am super excited to be able to be back on this platform. We had a little break, you know, readjusting for the new season. And um, I missed you guys. I missed podcasting. I missed having my guest speakers come on, sharing their stories. Um, so it's definitely been a nice little break. But without further ado, we are kicking off season seven um, with a friend of mine, a wife, a mother of four, a realtor, a woman of all traits. You do not want to miss this testimony. Um, she's a podcast host as well, advocate, MC. When I say she does it all and she does it gracefully, that is all we are going to be hearing about today. Um, and she's and she's comical. Like she definitely should audition to be on the tour with Cat Williams because I love her. <laughs> but without further ado, we have Yazzie Austin that's going to be coming on today with us to share her testimony. Um, hey, Yazzie. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So before we get into, you know, the juiciness, the tea, the testimony, mm. Can you tell us a fun fact about yourself that oh everyone gosh. doesn't know? Um, so because I'm an open book, this is actually a hard question for me. I tell everybody everything. Um, but I think, so I know I'm afraid of heights, okay? Like my husband has a desire to jump out of airplanes and I'm terribly afraid, right? But I have a desire to be pushed. So Anything that I'm afraid of, I actually have a desire to be, to face that fear. But don't Ooh. tell my husband, because I'm jumping out of no airplane. Listen, he going to see the episode. What you mean, don't tell your husband? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to do it. So um, how long, so, so maybe like the 10th anniversary, you guys do it where you jump out of an airplane or you like to be pushed. I get him to push you out the airplane. Let's say fifth. Fifth anniversary, okay. the bones will still be good. Um, okay, and we got yeah. receipts today. We got receipts. Yeah, well, heart, <laughs> heart is in good condition. Uh, so let's let's do, yeah, five here will be better. Than okay. Ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I'm super excited to hear how you guys met. Um, but before we get into it, we get into the tea. We get into the tea. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself and how was your life growing up? Sure. So growing up, I am uh, born and raised Coatesville, PA. Um, <laughs> hi, baby. My honey's here. Um, born and raised in Coatesville, PA. Uh, both my mother and father were veterans. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I had a beautiful, great childhood. You know, I, I was, I would say more introverted than most. I had, um, 
a lot of time spent indoors. I would watch Mad TV and the Golden Girls. So I was probably not doing everything others were doing, but uh, you know, eventually I branched out a little bit more. Um, yeah, so I'd say I had a pretty normal childhood, 80s baby. You know, my parents were unfortunately afflicted by addiction. And, uh, you know, it, of, of course, affected their relationship with me and, and obviously everybody. Right. And we're in great company, you know, as black people in that generation. So they both, um, you know, moved on from that by the grace of God and yes. you know, raised me to be loving and strong. And, you know, I, um, I learned a lot from my experiences growing up. It, it definitely shaped who I am. Mm, mm. So where did the transition come from, from you being, you know, an introvert and being in closed doors to mm. being this blossoming woman that tells it all? <laughs> so part of me being on doors, like I had um, like some I had an infatuation with acting. Like So my first love was singing and acting. That's the okay. first and only thing I ever wanted to do. And then I, I, you know, because of the dynamics, like I said, with my relationship with my mother and father um, and my environment, you know, I related to a flower, not really knowing it's a flower. You need okay. adequate soil. You need adequate water. You need science. Right. You know what you need. Right. So I feel like there were components that weren't really nourished. So I shut a lot of things down. Okay. You know, I suppressed myself for a lot of my life. Um, so I have done a lot of work healing myself and the first step of that, and I have to credit this to being an NA baby, right? And if you don't know, NA is Narcotics Anonymous. As I said, both my parents were addicts. They went through the NA program. And while I was there, uh, I was six months Yazzie. People can attest to that. So every time somebody would say who has six months, I was a big old fat baby. I'm going to raise my hand. So it's people still now that know me as six months. Yazzie. But the first step to recovery is admitting that you are an addict. Yes. Right. And I just fell in love with the premise of accountability and ownership. So I realized that I was accountable for the things that I did and did not do, irregardless of my experience, my environment. So I learned to build a bit of fortitude to express myself, you know, whereas before I did suppress and swallow myself with a lot of things, but I realized that uh, you can't heal what you don't reveal. So how did that come about? I don't know. I would say my journey to healing. How did that come about? I don't know. I know I needed to heal. You know, I was like, you broke it, girl. You got some stuff going on, you know? So I had to identify some things and work on them. Mm, I love that. I love that. So let's get into the transition of healing because mm -hmm. obviously the good thing about healing is you were able to meet your 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 one yes. your husband um how did that story or how did that um transition take place very very unorthodox story and i'm going to be very very uh real about it because i think that would make for a juicier segment right mm -hmm. so why not this is for you i'm being very honest to you guys so i had my first daughter when I was 16 years old, I had her so young that it wasn't feasible, realistic or appropriate for me to continue having children. So um, I worked my butt off. You know, I maintained honors classes, even though I had her in high school. I um, spoke at my graduation 
And I think I probably got gained a little confidence there being the commencement speaker, you know, as far as speaking publicly. Yeah. Um, you know, but because it wasn't realistic for me to have any more children, there was a 13 year gap between my first and second child, more than 13 years. So I ended up asking my first daughter's father if he wouldn't mind being the father of a second child. I didn't think I'd have any more children. And I said very early on, I'd either be married or I'd have another baby to him. Yes. Right? And I just didn't foresee any more children. Um, so I ended up having my beautiful daughter, who's now seven. My oldest is 20. She'll be 21 in March. Wait, you uh, got a 21? Well, we'll get to that, we'll get, we'll get to that later. You know, that black, Lord, that black Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, so I had her. Five months later, the craziest thing happened. I have to tell you the story. So I walked into single momhood for the second time, essentially, mm -hmm. is what I'm telling you guys. I walked into it. And uh, five months after I had my daughter, I told a story to my aunt. I was on the phone. We were having girl time, just as you and I are talking right now. And we were talking about crazy experiences. And I had mentioned to her that about six years prior, this is either 2011 or 2012, Okay. there's a restaurant in Westchester and called Kuma. It's a sushi bar, restaurant. They had a little music. Mm, okay. Um, that's right. So I'm there with my girlfriend. She's in the bathroom. I'm waiting for her in the hall. So I'm just standing there. And this attractive man who I have seen in passing, but he never kind of locked eyes with me because I always like, you know, you know, if you look at him, you give him an inch, they take a mile. Uh -huh. Right? So I don't look at no guys. Yeah, I can't yes. Right? So he's not fooling with me previous to this. But this night, I'm standing in the hall. He is visibly intoxicated. I'm sorry, baby, but you were visibly intoxicated. He stands in front of me, turns his head like this, and he walks toward me and kisses me. And I'm talking about, like, Fabio, okay? Like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. You kissed back then. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I had always thought he was cute, okay? Just because I didn't look at him didn't mean I wasn't attracted to him, okay? Mm -hmm. I just kept him tight. <laughs> I had to keep it together, okay? So, yeah, I kissed him back, okay? And um, no judgment, he, no judgment. <laughs> this is once, once in a lifetime experience. This will never happen to me again. And it hadn't. He walked away. I didn't see him for another six years. Wow. This no is like conversation after the kiss? Nothing. I mean it. Like not even any Facebook, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I think later, you know, years later, we started following each other on social media. But previous to that, I was speaking to my aunt, May 19th, 2017. And I told her what I just told you guys. This crazy guy kissed me, walked away. I ain't seen him in six years. I hang up the phone and I prayed for him. I remember very, very clearly. I said, God, what's up with this man? Is he a good guy? If he's a good guy, I should go ahead and put him in my life. Okay? Mm. This is getting good. I ain't got no tea, no nothing, but go ahead. Listen. And it's all factual, okay? Four hours later, I'm pre-gaming with the same girlfriend at her house 
This is five months after I had my daughter. It's my first time going out. I'm excited. Okay. We pregame at her house. He was convinced to go there by his best friend and his cousin. He walks up the stairs. We lock eyes. My heart goes into my stomach. He glides over to me. I mean, he walked, but he glided. <laughs> and, you know, we have been locked in ever since. That was wow. 2017. Wow. Now, what's even crazier is my husband, previous to our relationship starting two years, he had been in remission for a year, had randomly gotten acute myeloid leukemia. Mm. He was diagnosed, got by the grace of God. He's been in remission. He's healthy. He's wonderful. We all good, right? Right. But during that time, we did not think that he would have children. Okay. Mm. But look, I got five month old baby. Here you go. Yes. He was fantastic at fit. We were rolling. Easter Sunday, 2019, we find out we're pregnant. I go oh, to the doctor. Yes. He says, you're not going to believe this. You're due on Christmas Day. Right. So okay, Mary. <laughs> first of all, find out on Easter Sunday that the baby is due on Christmas. What am I thinking? This is baby Jesus. I Jesus. <laughs> right. You got the wrong one. Right. So we never found out the sex of this baby because we were so excited. We're like, this is our one baby. Um, it's Christmas Day. I go into labor. I tried to have this child at a birthing center. They must have got tired. They sent my butt home. And I had my daughter in my bedroom. In the wee hours of the morning natural. after Christmas, natural. Wow. I did. I did. We could delve <laughs> more into that story, but we don't have enough time. So that's that. Fast forward to 2020. Um, my husband and I said, screw this pandemic. And we got married August 8th, 8-8-2020. And uh, my son will be three April 20th. So we had another baby. And this is my one and only boy. So God has just been um, showing out. Yes. You know, I have absolutely no expectations, but I am immensely grateful every single day. I'm in a constant state of gratitude. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So being a mother of three, four, four, I missed one. Sorry. Being a mother of four. Yeah. How is your relationship with your mother now? Now it has is better than it's ever been. You know, I think before we weren't able to, um, you know, heal from things that we didn't acknowledge were okay. toxic. You know, we needed to do some some work on ourselves. And the biggest thing um, has been that we shifted from expectations of each other to what we what we desire for ourselves. Right. You know, and out of that, you get and everybody should implement in the world. Uh, that it doesn't matter what you want from other people. It it literally only matters what God wants from you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we mm -hmm. kind of shifted from expectations of each other. I, I don't need you to do this. I want you to, who am I to you? Mm -hmm. You know, and in order to do that, I have to honor myself by acknowledging the bad and the good. Yes, I'm amazing and awesome, but guess what? I got my stuff with me too. Yes. We you all know? And yes, you have your triggers, but I'm stepping on them. Mm-hmm. And I know you well enough to acknowledge your triggers. You know what I'm saying? And I love you more than that. 
So we put all of that aside and, you know, we own ourselves, we are accountable. And that to me is just, it's a beautiful relationship and I, I couldn't be more grateful. I love that. I love that. So many of us, not just mm-hmm. you, um, many of us come from dysfunction mm-hmm. in the past. And then we try to, you know, create our our life. Yeah. And our well-being yeah. um, differently than how we were raised. How is life, you know, juggling as a mom, wife, mm-hmm. and working on your end? Yeah. Everything's from, a balance. From what you've seen, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So um, I give myself immense grace. Mm. I try to give others grace, okay? I'm a little pushy, right? Because I also, I think everything is a balance. Everything in moderation. Right. You know, you can drink a little bit, but you don't got to be alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? Um, so everything in moderation, I believe in patience and fortitude. So there are times when I know I need to rest because rest is a part of my process and my progress. Yes. Sometimes I can't move forward unless I stay still. And sometimes you need to slow down in order to go faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm conscious of when those times are, when I need to pour into certain entities, when my husband needs my time, when my children need my time, when I need my time, you know, and I value all of it, you know? So I, I give myself grace. I'm patient, but I also have fortitude to get things done when necessary, you know? Um, so there's no rush. I don't dwell on yesterday and I don't hyper-focus on tomorrow. I'm present in the moment. And that allows me to kind of handle whatever is in front of me with more grace. Not all the grace, because everything is a practice. I've mastered nothing. But just staying in the moment allows me to handle what's in front of me and and God takes care of everything else. I love that. So let's speak on that. What things did you have to work on with yourself? We will yeah. be real transparent. You know, what love it. I love things, this. Yeah. What, what are some of the things that you had to work on that you know you had to work on? Yeah. To be a better wife, to yeah. be a, a friend and a better person to your husband. Mm-hmm. Or before you even met your husband. Let's go into that transition before you met him and then after you got married. So, especially when I was younger. And I I had to, again, this is my journey of healing. I had to realize this about myself. I absorbed everything I was given. So whatever you told me I was, I believed it. Now, the problem with that is people will serve you. Please forgive me. And you told me I couldn't curse. I'm going to censor this. Poop on a paper plate. There we go. Mm -hmm. That's what they'll serve you. And they will bring it to you with a smile, right? And before to accommodate others, I would I would eat it and I would ingest it, even if it wasn't real, if it was wrong, if it was a part of their toxicity, I believed it. I couldn't separate their stuff from my stuff. Yes. But I healed myself. I'm healing myself. And I realized I'm, I'm walking around serving peace on a platter. I don't got to eat nobody's poop. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of declined it. So now I have discernment about what I allow and, you know, what I absorb. And I'm just, I'm more aware of myself than I've ever been, you know? Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting. Growth is a very interesting thing. And it, it definitely starts with accountability because how are you going to be able to heal and process through those 
trials and tribulations if you're not accountable in the areas of where you have your own flaws. So you have to be, it's a balance, right? So for right. me, it's like, I am very humble. I really am. But I acknowledge my greatness because God has called me to be great. It really doesn't have much to do with me as it does God. Yes. Right? Because he has put these things in me. So I learned to separate what he's put in me from what God, from what man has put on me. Because man will put some things on you that you ingest and you swallow. And I'm like, how to handle yeah, yourself. Mm -hmm. That's not real. That's their mess. They're trying to put that on me because they see me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't swallow everything now. I don't absorb everything now. I am very careful about what I absorb. And I believe boundaries are blessings. So implementing those things has been beautiful. So can you give us a little tea about being a wife? You know, this is your first time being married, first and last, mm -hmm. um, speaking into existence. But what is some things that you realized you had to work on with yourself? Yes, 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 you did. Okay. <laughs> so separating what man puts on me from what God put in me so I can be great. But also, and this is what I would say to any woman who would like to be married and is kind of like, the dating pool got panicked, like I'm done and this, right? And I understand and I feel you, okay? Um, it's bad out here, but go ahead. Listen, I, listen, I know it is. And I, you truly have my thoughts and prayers and I feel you. I'm, 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 I'm rooting for you, for real. And he is out there. Um, this went for me and it goes for you. You have to identify and extinguish your toxicity. Mm. Men have plenty of yellow flags, okay? But your yellow flags are tucked in your back pocket. You don't see them, but they there. Mm -hmm. You got yellow flags too. You know what I'm saying? So have some discernment about yellow flags and red flags. Acknowledge your toxicity, the root of it. Why do I respond this way? Do I take the time to respond or do I fly off the handle and react? Mm. Because life is like, life is a hundred percent. You're either reacting or responding. You are in control of nothing. Right. You don't even know when you fit in the hiccup. Hello. Okay. So it, it doesn't matter like checking him or changing him. You have to lead, you know, by your actions. And inevitably, if you treat yourself better, your response to things, you show people how to treat you. Yes. So if you do that, you start to change your ways, you'll see how many people start to change around you. People either fall in line or they fall off. And either way, they end up where they're supposed to be. Mm, that's very powerful. Very powerful. Did you have a tug of war within yourself when you started realizing like, you know what? I got some things I need to focus on or work on in myself and I'm already married. No, I love working on myself. I don't ever strive for perfection, but I do love getting better. I love accountability. I love humility. I love checking myself. Yes, he was wrong. My bad. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Seriously, because for me, it's like, mm -hmm. it, for me personally, it feels like it brings me closer to God. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like less me, more him. Who am I not to be wrong? Who am I not to, you know what I'm saying? 
have made a mistake. I'm not above that. Nobody is. The problem is people really have things wrong. They have the audacity to be forgiven by God over and over and over again and not forgive other people. Who do you think you are? For real, humble yourself. So for me, like, no, I love to be humble and, you know, I appreciate it. Mm, that's some good, that's some good gems there. What other advice could you give to women that's, you know, looking or waiting to be married? And let's let's be transparent. If you could throw some things out there that you've noticed um, being a wife, what are some things that men need to work on as well? All right. Well, let me say this first about the ladies. And this is really crazy, but I have to say it because it's me. Um, pretty might get you there, but sexy might keep you there. I'm not going to say that's always the case, but don't ever lose your sexy ladies. Okay. Continue to fall in love with yourself, better yourself, take care of your body, you know, and, and do things for you first and everybody else will admire what yes. you do. You know what I'm saying? Um, men, same thing, identify and extinguish your toxicity. Men have daddy issues. Men have mommy issues. They have the same things that we have, you know, it's a different, um, different, you know, boat, different paddle, you know, um, but they definitely go through things and, and need to be heard and acknowledged. And they have traumas that they are built to suppress, but yes. nobody is built to suppress a trauma. We are built to, I believe, learn from the trauma and be built from the trauma. But if you swallow it and don't do anything with it, I don't think that you leave room for God to do anything with it. I think you need to give your trauma and give it your pain to God so that he can use it for your greater good. You'll start to use that pain and you'll start to use that trauma and you'll start to be somebody else, you know, and, um, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. I think men, especially black men are very hard on themselves. You have to give yourself grace, you know, and don't let anybody dictate what is uh, healthy for you or what your for your well being. You need to decide that for yourself. And don't get lost in your family and your wife and your and your children. I tell my husband all the time, your passions matter, your happiness matter, your sanity matters for us secondarily, but for you first. So pour into you for others. Mm, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. And I believe that, you know, once we get into that transition of learning that identity, mm -hmm. we, we won't fall for anything. The boundaries mm -hmm. will be there. Your standards are going to be higher. And you'll be able to walk into that place of finding your uh, significant other. A hundred percent. How, what is your perspective on what God has for you is for you? So I have been um, called to do a lot of different things by a lot of different people because they saw that I fit wherever they wanted me to go. Mm. You would be a good, you, you, you do, right? So I jumped on a lot of things when I was younger because I was just trying to figure out who you are. Mm. You know, I felt like I was just here, there, and everywhere. I was so, you know, invested in so many different things. I had no direction. Now, it's so funny because when I was younger, I wanted things to happen so fast. Now that I'm older, they come when they come. I am in no rush at all. I'm so rested and God not rushing me. I think it is um, a detriment to my peace for me to rush myself about anything. Now I have visions, I have 
ideas of where God wants me to go. But I used to count the steps. I don't do that anymore. And I acknowledge every day that I contribute to people, that I love people, that I do not suppress myself because suppression is a form of depression. I am taking another step toward what God has for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's never going to be over. He's going to have something for me every single day of my life. So I can't miss right now by worrying about tomorrow. So I stay in the present. I stay in the moment. Like I said, I practice staying in a constant state of gratitude just so I don't miss what God has for me in the moment. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes what he has for me is who I am to others. Who am I going to be right now? You know, because it don't matter what you're doing. It matters who you are, while you're doing it. So sometimes what God has for me is for me to be a better person to others. Mm, I love that. I love that. And with you being, you know, not only better for others, but how did you get a, to a place of being comfortable in your own skin, especially being a, a teen mom, you know, because people judge, people judge at the end of the day. How did you get past the the naysayers talking about, you know, you being a teen mom before you got to where you're at now? Um, I think that at first it probably was very bothersome because I felt like I let everybody down. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I tried to be very studious and, you know, I I didn't see for myself being a teen mom. It wasn't anything that I um walked into at that time, like, you know, it was kind of like, a, oh my God, like this is real, you know, because <laughs> I was, I was really young. I was still, I was captain of cheerleading. Mm. Um, and it was funny because I was on the homecoming court right back then. And there were parents who said they would protest if I won because I didn't represent the school well as a team mom. Now, I just told y'all that I went back, maintained my honors classes. I didn't miss a beat. Six weeks, I was straight back. I worked. And uh, I still wasn't a good look uh, for the school. So, you know, that was, it was hurtful. And there have been a lot of different instances where I have been ashamed or embarrassed. But I've also been empowered, you know, that my difference is what makes me so special. That who I am today you know, couldn't have been, couldn't be, had it not been for 16-year-old Yazzie, who said, I'm going to make this happen, okay? I might be hungry, heartbroken, hopeless, but I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other, and that's the only thing that matters. So I try to focus on who I want to be, irregardless of what others see from me or what they want from me, because I'm never going to fit that. You know, so they're either going to love me or they're going to hate me, but they're going to respect that it's real. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love your transparency, too, because yeah, I'm yeah. sure, you know, it wasn't easy uh, yeah. being no, a team and people protesting <laughs> over, you know, a situation mm-hmm. that was already at hands that you could no longer control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely um, love your transparency in regards yeah. to that. We are going to take uh, just a quick commercial and then we're going to get into um, what you're doing now for the community, where life is now. And we're going to talk about this podcast that you got going as well. You were on me like, why don't ride, child? Okay. Have you recently started a business? Maybe looking to get more exposure? 
Are you interested in taking your business to the next level? Let Uncommon Women Podcasts further assist you with our business and brand promoting packages. For more information, please email us at uncommonwomenpodcast.com or reach us directly on one of our social media platforms so we can further assist you. And always remember, stay uncommon. Thank you, viewers, for turning in. So if you're just um, tuning in to Uncommon Women, we are interviewing Yazzie where she's expressing, you know, how she met her husband from a kiss <laughs> with her girlfriends. Yes, a kiss out with her girlfriends. And who would have known, you know, six years later that they would be married with four beautiful children. Um, her story is very impactful. So you guys have to definitely tune in to hear all the details in regards to it. And she is the definition of, you know, not letting her past dictate where she's going and where um, where she's going to be in the future. So let's get into, you know, how you became a realtor and, you know, what are you necessarily doing um, as being a realtor in this day and age? So right now I am actually dual career. So okay. as soon as I had my daughter right out of high school, I went to school for a medical assistant, I told you guys, right? So I've always had like a medical background and I've always had an interest in real estate. But when I first was approached about real estate, it was from somebody who was studying 10 years ago and it was like calligraphy to him, right? And he was like, if so hard, don't do it. So I was like, I don't have them. I didn't have the mind capacity, right? To do that at that time. And I knew that about myself. So I, I backed off, stayed in the medical field. And currently, I work as a collections lead, soon to be supervisor. Right for me, you are. Uh, yes, yes, it's already done, right? <laughs> uh, collections lead for an oxygen therapy company. I've been doing that for a few years, and that's where I was recently awarded the Make a Difference Award. Yeah. But this company has also allowed me the uh, opportunity to work during the day and study at night. So two years ago, I decided to do just that. My children are young. I want to work for my last name, not my first name. Come on. And uh, yeah, yeah, come on somebody. So, you know, my premise is to contribute to all of God's people, obviously to my family and absolutely to yours. So, you know, real estate is a great opportunity and segue to do that. Plus we, you know, can um, benefit from home ownership. So as far as um, what I do within the community, I have partnered with several organizations uh, within the community to bring light, educate uh, participants about the home buying process, primarily first time home buyers. It has been incredibly successful, my workshops and seminars, and I plan to continue, obviously be of service in any way. I believe that, you know, Muhammad Ali said it, that your service to others is the rent you pay to live on this earth. It's one of the most beautiful yes. things I've ever heard because I have just a giving spirit. I love helping people, you know, so I realized I'm a servant leader and being a realtor allows me to do just that. Mm, mm, I love that. And you're so diverse because. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am an enigma. You cannot figure me out. And I love that because it's still some people up in here. That's like, what? Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. But sometimes I say funny stuff and I laugh as if I didn't know it was coming. 
Yes, we are. I'm so done with you. <laughs> so, so let's speak on this podcast, you know, that I've been waiting for you to be consistent with, but mm-hmm. I ain't gonna throw shade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's speak on this podcast that you started and you know the reasoning for starting the podcast yeah. and the transition on how we can check you out because now you gotta be consistent with me putting you in. <laughs> Because we want to we wanna hear a little bit more about Yazzie. You're so knowledgeable and you definitely dropped some gems. So uh, let's talk about the podcast that you have thank going you. on. First of all, thank you. You're very sweet. You're too kind. And I love you just the same, Shanira. Um, So this podcast is about empowerment. empowerment. It's uh, me um, stepping into my purpose and stepping out of my fear. So one of the things I told you I struggled with was suppressing my voice. You know, um, I did that a lot throughout my youth, you know, because I was more concerned with the comfortability of others, you know, uh, rather than kind of doing things that way. So me starting the podcast was me kind of pushing myself to break through, break break free of that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, I have a lot of things that I'm trying to do. Uh, I don't know if I'm trying to save the world. I feel like that's really what it boils down to because it's like, what are you trying to do here, honey? Um, so I, I, but I also don't want to spread myself too wide. I'm right. very careful about that. So the podcast has been what I have decided to kind of do at my leisure so that I don't feel forced to maintain a consistency that I can't abide by. I don't want to do that to my audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to make sure that I bring value and that I'm patient because when I do decide, I'll be like, ah, I want to like talk about all these things and I got to comport- compartmentalize and organize, you know? So I don't know if I have some investors and sponsors that want to like help me, you know, then, you know, maybe we can talk about it, Shanira. Um, well, hubby, he already in the comments, like, you know, <laughs> you're going to have to sponsor her so she can be consistent. I know I'm working on it. It's coming. It's coming. And I just want to make sure it's feasible for me yeah. and sufficient for you. You know, and quite honestly, you know, to bring myself to the masses is a is a tall order. You know, I have purposely peeled back, you know, so that I can pour into my children, develop myself. And when I'm ready, I'll present myself on a more consistent basis. Or maybe when the opportunity presents presents itself. You know, or when I get some balls, I don't know. We'll see which one of those things happen first. You know, I'm gonna push you, but I think it's um very important that you're you're pouring from a full cup because I don't want you to go into a position where you do start the podcast and yeah with juggling everything else. So yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna be giving you those. Um, balance <laughs> with you starting the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I, appreciate it. I appreciate it. Seriously. And um, we we definitely gonna uh, promote you when you transition into uh, starting the podcast because I definitely wanna I definitely see good things for you in regards to that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What is one thing or advice you would like to end with um, before we go into the comments and any questions? Um, just to wrap up, maybe you know to check yourself before you check other people. It doesn't matter what you want from others. It only matters what God wants from you. Be patient with yourself. Have grace, you know, but also have fortitude to move forward. 
and uh, be kind to all, 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 all of God's people. You are above none. Yeah, that's it. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yazzie. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on Uncommon yes, Women. Yes, thank you for having me. I feel so yes-tastic. Well, I do know you personally, but we ain't going to get into all that. You know, um, we've been, for those that are tuning in, I guess we are going to get into that. <laughs> for those of you tuning in, um, Yazzie's father and my father were best friends. Mm -hmm. And who would have known that we would build a relationship um, as adults? So yeah. I yeah. appreciate you. I love you. I love and you. I love you. I pray everything you touch turns to gold. You are magnificent. You really, really are. And thank you guys for having me and listening. God bless Look, you. I'll, wait, we ain't done, girl. We ain't done. Where you going? Where you going? kisses. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, before we close yes. out, there is one thing that we do ask all of our uh, guest speakers. That oh no! On. Yes, and that is what makes you uncommon. Hmm. What makes me uncommon is I um, lean into my difference. I don't follow trends. I appreciate all that is you, your difference, your likeness. And I think that there is a, a beauty in being different. So mm -hmm. I'm uncommon because I am not common, just not a common woman. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about me. It's the most beautiful thing about you is the fact that you're uncommon. You are like, unlike any other. Mm. Yeah. I and I, I don't know anybody like me. You know, the people up here don't know nobody like me too. They're like, yeah, girl, you are different. It's the so, jewel though. It's the jewel that makes you, yeah. you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing. I love it. And That's I love true. you. I love you. I love you. You know? <laughs> Let's check and see if we have any uh, questions in regards to your testimony. Oh my um, shout out to Tent of Life for joining in, Tyrone. Uh, Harvey was getting at me to talk about Gitter Shanira. Shout out to Hubby for coming on and supporting the podcast and his wife. I love it. I love it. Um, let's see who else. We have any other comments? Not. Alex had came on. He said, thank you for sharing Aww. those great insights. Oh, yay. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yes. Uh, let's see anything else. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I missed this one. So Harvey, uh, Harvey was talking about when he glided to you. But we <laughs> he remembers. He remembers. He did. The glide. I wish I could have seen the glide, Harvey. I wish I could have seen I tried to paint the picture. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you viewers for tuning in to Uncommon Women. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you know anyone that is out there that's interested in sharing their testimony, they're coming on our platform, uh, please go to our website, uh, uncommonwomen.net, fill out a form, and we'll be able to get them on season seven. Um, without further ado, we are 
transitioning um, because we are starting a podcast academy. So we are not going to be going weekly. We are actually going to be going the last Thursday of every month. So we will see you on March 28th. Make sure you mark your calendars. At 7 p.m., we have an amazing testimony that's going to come on. Um, can't give you little details yet, but we have someone coming on uh, March 28th to share her testimony. You do not want to miss that. And everyone, please remember to stay uncommon. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you've been shacking up with us for a while and haven't subscribed to our channel, what are you waiting for? Please like and subscribe to Uncommon Woman so you won't miss another episode. And remember, don't let anything or anyone affect your peace. Good vibes and stay uncommon.